Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and thank you for hanging out with me today. As I sit here and start recording this, a couple of things. One, Mike has recently decided to upload my podcasts onto YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel. I believe it's Run Your Happy Life. I'm not sure. I'm sure if you Googled it, you would find it. And I should know that, but I don't. And he's been putting these recordings up, which is really cool. It's another platform, you know, that people can use. And it's pretty cool to be able to see things and, you know, to, to not just hear me, but to be able to see me um, on YouTube while I'm recording, which gets me to the reason I am mentioning this. It's kind of problematic for days like today. Like I literally <laughs> just got up and I had something on my mind and I wanted to record it. So I came straight down here. I haven't had coffee. I haven't had breakfast. I have obviously have not put on any makeup. I barely brushed my hair into a ponytail. I have my, well, this is my new heated fleece. I don't know if you guys have heard of, I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what it is, but it's apparently a thing that I, I didn't find out about until I got this for Christmas. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, you have one of those? Like you literally put a battery in your pocket and you turn it on and it heats up. So I got that for Christmas. So I'm wearing it right now. I'm looking behind me and the plants that I bought when we, we started our new like winter season. So I bought them right after we finished in October. And I told all of my runners, these plants are going to represent us and how much we grow over this next season. Because as soon as I bought them, Mike said to me, why would you buy real plants, Tina? You kill everything that you try to grow. And he's not wrong. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. But that doesn't mean I quit trying, right? Like every season I go out and I buy new flowers and I try and I do my best. And, you know, sometimes they live a lot longer than we thought. So anyway, as I'm recording this, I'm looking in the background and you can tell like it's been a rough go for some of my little guys back here. <laughs> I gave them some love this morning. I did like, you know, cutting off some dead stuff and, and watering them and they look pretty naked behind me sitting on this on the shelf. And so if this were just my podcast, right, it would be awesome. Nobody would know. And I would talk about my plants flourishing behind me. I'm just kidding. I would never say that because it's not necessarily true. But now that I'm being uploaded on YouTube, here it is in all of its glory. You guys can see all of the things <laughs> behind me, um, which I will say this too. And you, you guys listening to my podcast probably know this because you're probably my runners or you've been a part of one of our challenges. And I've explained this before, but I have this set of medals hanging behind me. And at this point I have six of them. And you, many of you have probably heard me tell the story about how I had to reinvent myself after having kids, how I was a runner for many, many years. And I was running long distances. I was 
working on some pretty fast speeds for me. And then I had kids and everything shifted, right? Like I didn't have the time to show up the way that I used to. There was guilt tied to every run and it just became, it, it was, it was for me, it was unmanageable to balance parenting, having a new baby and running the distances and the amount of time that I did before. So something had to give, I had to adjust. And so what I did was I put all those medals away. You guys probably know this. I put them all away in a Rubbermaid bin under my bed and I started a new like identity as a runner. And I, I had a, there was, there were these medals hanging up and I had it titled like where I was hanging my medals. It said run like a mother and every medal that I had was from completing a run while I was either pregnant or right after having my kids. And so all of the medals that I had accrued, and again, it's not about the medals for me. Like I know people really love the medals. It was more about the, obviously the experience, but the more medals I had to represent what I had done as a mom, I felt like I was able to reset, reset my expectations for myself and keep things realistic for the season that I was in because I was beating myself up so much about not being able to do the things that I did and run the paces that I ran and run the distances that I ran. So I needed a fresh start. And so for me, that that meant physically putting away that past of mine, putting away those, you know, those bibs that I wore, putting away those medals and starting fresh as a mom and then setting new goals to say like, wow, well, look how fast I ran as a mom or look how, look how many miles I was able to do you know, while also parenting, like that had to become my new, my new goals. And it was, it was so symbolic and so refreshing. It was such a great reboot. And so after that, I, you know, I got in my groove. I had, you know, two kids, tons of, of races run over the past eight years, nine years, really, if we include pregnancy. And, um, I have two amazing kids and they run races now and my husband runs races now. And I'm, I'm so, so proud of all of that. And and then a year and a half, not even a year and a half ago, just over a year ago, I started a running program, which is why I'm talking on this podcast. And so Run Your Happy Life was born. And I then had to come, you know, into this whole new, which I haven't talked about this a lot, but kind of a new rebirth of what I would expect my, from myself in running as far as now being having, you know, starting a business, working full-time as a school counselor, still parenting, and my kids are getting older and in all of their sports. And I needed a new reboot, a new reset, a way to say like, okay, I'm starting over now. And this is what it's going to look like for me. And so I, what I have behind me, the six medals that I have hanging up are the medals that I have experienced, the race I've experienced or trained for, with groups of non-runners. And so every one of these six races, it's been over, you know, through the past year, is a race that I trained for and completed with one or more formerly known as non-runners that became runners because of our program and and um, our support. And so I think that's pretty cool. Like I had to, I had to embrace a new me all over again. And and the reason for that is because now I'm committed to showing up three days a week no matter what, right? Like even when I was having kids, my running was very, even when I had kids, I'm sorry, when I was in the run your run like a mother phase, my running was very sporadic. So my goals were better. They were more achievable for me. I was working more towards half marathons and, and 5Ks and 10Ks. And I kind of had to put the ultra marathons and full marathons on hold for a while. And that was okay. I was very happy, happy with that. I was very proud of that because I knew I wasn't the same person training. I was now training with while juggling a lot of things. 
And so now I added one more thing to the mix and I'm kind of juggling and and I don't talk about this a lot and I I plan on talking about it a lot more in 2023, just the whole aspect and personally how it has been with starting a business and also working full time and training and doing all the things. And and it has been challenging, of course, um, so worth it. It's been worth it every, every freaking second, every late night, every early morning. It is the coolest thing, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And um, I don't regret it for a second. So I love it so much. But these medals behind me are representative of the races that I've done with my runners. And the thing about that is, so for myself, my goals have changed a little bit. Like I'm not able to necessarily have as much time to run the distances that I want to that I want to run. I did run my first full marathon during this process of starting a running program. Um, that had been a long time coming. I hadn't run a full marathon while having kids. So that was a whole feat in itself. And so the difference though, between this marathon that I did here and then the marathon that I did, my last full marathon that I did is obviously the time that I had committed to to training. And so I insisted on only running three days a week for this marathon, which was pretty cool. It was challenging to get the long, long runs in because I had to miss out on a lot of time with my family and I do work full time and I do have this running business on the side. And so Mike did it with me, which was super helpful. Our runs were very much like date date days for us. We, we get, a ba- get a babysitter most of the time or we would be pushing strollers and having bikes along the way, but it, it takes you know numerous hours out there on the long runs. And so I had to adjust my expectations for that. And, and I did, and it was, it was so rewarding. And while, you know, my finished time was, I was not winning any awards. Like that's not my goal anymore. My goal was to train for three days a week and to finish the run. And I did. And so I was super proud of that. And I took Mike along the way. He had never run a full marathon and he would formally call himself a non-runner as well. Hated running. And because we did it in a very balanced way, he, it felt very, you know, manageable time-wise. And it was awesome. We had a great time. We laughed, we cried, we fought. We did all of the things on all of our runs, and it was such a great experience. So what I have hanging behind me, that's a long way to say that I have started anew, and I have kind of reinvented myself again because of the season of life I'm in now, and it's been pretty cool. It's been super cool. So all of these medals that are behind me are representing races that people who didn't think they could be runners or you know had tried and failed before got the courage up to train for and complete them, and we had an amazing time an amazing time. There are so many memories tied to each one of these. You know, I have a lot of medals, a ton of medals that I I had from before I started this program that were kind of like, you know, I woke up in the morning, I went out, ran the race, came straight home and and got on with life and it wasn't as much of an experience. Like all of the all of these medals have a story to tell about just the experience of the day. So not just finishing the race, but meeting up beforehand, the celebrations beforehand, the hugs, the high fives, the running of the race, and then the post-race party. And then sometimes we would, you know, well, oftentimes we would meet for breakfast after or dinner after, and there were tears shed. There were just so many proud moments tied into every single one of these races. And so these are very symbolic of where I am now. And again, my running looks very different because it's the season that I'm in and it's what I'm embracing right now. But the memories that I'm creating and the experiences that I'm having in running, like, it's just pretty crazy to me how running has been a part of my life for so long. And I've had so many different experiences with it. And all of them are so near and dear to my heart. Back in the day when I was running just for me and I was, you know, out there doing speed work and I was running as many races as I could get my hands on 
Um, Kelly and I did a lot of that together. And I have often said, with the exception of having my kids and getting married, of course, that those were the best days of my life. Like I absolutely loved that Kelly and I had something in common where we were both like determined to meet these goals and meet these paces. And it was a time in our life where she and I both worked jobs at the same elementary school. So we had summers off. So we had more time to train. We laid on the beach. We would train for triathlons and then, you know, go lay on the beach. And and it was just, it was so, so cool. And it was very, I don't want to say selfish, but it was only about me. And that was cool. That was fun. It was it was it was amazing. I had no guilt tied to it. You know, if Mike was working late and I wasn't going to see him or he had to travel for work, I would run extra miles, which is probably how I got up to running ultra marathons because I was like, eh, he's not home or he's not going to be home. So I'm just going to keep going. And, um, you know, eventually that turned into like there were days when I took off work to run, which is kind of crazy. Before I had kids, I would there were days I would save my personal days at work so that I could take off and start running. Like when the buses were picking students, actually way before that, I would start before the sun came up. I would start around five in the morning. I would start running and I would see the buses come and pick the kids up for school. And I would be running until the buses were picking the kids up after school. And then, you know, I would call Mike when he was coming home from work around this time, literally like four, 4 p.m. And I would say, hey, can you meet me down at the boardwalk? I'm going to finish my last couple of miles and, you know, you can run with me. And he would meet me for the last like three or four, sometimes the last 13 miles if I got him early enough. Um, and that's when I was running like 40, 50 miles. And I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute. I was packing lunch in my bag and carrying that with me. And it was so fun. It was just another part of the journey. And I loved it so much. It became part of my identity. It was my hobby. It was what I did. Then when I had kids, I couldn't, I didn't want to let that go. You know, I wanted that to be still a part of what I was doing. And so I had to, again, like we talked about shift that into like, okay, well I'm running now, but this is what my running looks like because of this season of my life. And I had fun pushing my kids. So my, some of my favorite memories are pushing my kids in the stroller down to the beach. So we live about a mile from the boardwalk, about maybe a mile and a half, depending on what route I take to get down to the boardwalk in this playground on the beach. And so I would put my kids in the stroller when they were smaller. I would, you know, put the, like the beach blanket in there. I would even wear my, my bathing suit and, you know, put a sports bra over it. And I would, literally jog to the beach. We would spend the day at the beach. And that's how I was getting my kids around in the summer to do things, to go down to the beach, to go to the playground, to just go, you know, play on the beach, build some sandcastles. I have so many memories of putting them in a stroller, even because they were driving me so crazy. I didn't know how I was going to survive parenthood. I would put them in the stroller, put my headphones in and just start running. And we would go all kinds of places in the stroller and they loved it. Sometimes they would bring books to read. Sometimes they would bring things to draw on color. Um, sometimes they would just talk to me nonstop and I would say, oh, my mommy's tired and, you know, then feel guilty about that later. But, you know, we had so many adventures and, and running gave that gift to me and it did, it looked nothing like the running that I did before them, but it was running and it was part of me. It was part of my identity and it created some amazing experiences and now they're getting older. So, you know, Grayson, he is five and I still push him in the stroller for the most part. He likes to get out and hop out and run. He loves to run. He really does. He will run. He runs so, he is so natural at running. Like I truly feel like it will be in his life forever. Um, and so he will hop out of the stroller and want to run as much as he can and then hop back in. And then Jocelyn, we put her on a bike and she rides her bike with us. And sometimes she runs and, 
you know, I put her on some training plans early on because she said to me like, mommy, I want to be able to run the whole 5k. And so she and I would do some training runs in the beginning in the middle of our training, which first of all, she loved. Okay. So she, we've had her running since she was itty bitty, like two years old. We had her training for races, little races, like 50 yard races. And, and she would cry because she was so nervous and she would get so anxious and she would hear like the whistle blow to start and she would just start crying. And so we have, you know, been trying to work through this through this since she was a baby, since she was two. And then finally she got to the point where she didn't mind it. She wasn't afraid of it. And she, you know, she never loved it. She would always say like, I don't want to go run. I hate running. And and that's a whole story in itself. And we would laugh so much about it because we're like, wait a minute, it's like in your blood, you have to do it. Right. And so then we stopped kind of like, you know, not forcing her, but encouraging her. We didn't want her to stop doing it because of fear. So we wanted to work through that. Like, what are you afraid of? Like, let's keep doing it so it doesn't scare you. And then when it just became like, I don't want to do it, we were like, okay, that's okay if you don't want to do it. So we stopped, you know, signing up for that because we knew it wasn't a fear thing. We knew it was more of like, I just don't want to. And and that was okay. But I realized also that I didn't take the time to train her. Like, I do all of my non-runners. And I just expected because she was a kid, she would be able to run farther sooner. And while that's probably true, mentally it was hard for her and she wanted to quit. So I finally decided I was going to put her on the training plans that I use for my non-runners, turning them into runners. And she and I started training for about three weeks and she loved it. She loved it, you guys. You know why she loved it? Because it was doable. Because she wasn't... I initially had had her, which is silly of me, trying to train when she wasn't ready to, to do things that she wasn't ready for, like so many people who try to run, like so many people who will try to run starting in January, 2023, they'll go out and go too far too fast and then say, running's not for me and quit. I was doing that to her. And so I put her on this training plan and we started off at 20 seconds, just like I do with my runners that I work with, you know, in the programs. And, and then she was like, I love running. Oh my gosh. I, could have cried because she kept saying, mommy, can we go for a run today? Even after swim lessons, mommy, can we go for a run? It was like, oh my God, I can't, I felt like I wanted to cry because I was so, you know, happy that she loved it so much. But also more so than that, I was like sad. Like, why didn't I ever think about this before? Why didn't I think about training her this way before? And shortly after that, I had gotten injured. This is when my foot really started acting up and I could not run at all. And I felt so bad. I tried to do this thing where I went out on a bike and I, you know, I helped her to run. She was too embarrassed. She thought people are going to wonder why, why is she running by herself? And she had a lot of thoughts and, you know, surrounding that. So it didn't work as well. She wanted to run with me, which I loved. And so, you know, we haven't had a chance to get back into that since my foot has been feeling better. But she told me during the last race that we did, which was five miles, she said, mommy, I want you to train me next time so that I don't have to get in the stroller at all. Of course, she's eight. She doesn't want to get in it. It's not, I mean, that stroller is like the Mac daddy. I feel like I could push Mike in it, but I get it. Like she doesn't want to, but also I, I don't want her to not have these experiences because she can't run the entire five miles. So, you know, we do this thing where she runs as much as she can. She hops in, takes a break. She runs as much as she can. And I want her to experience that because it's very much for us a family a family experience. So um, that's where we are. And that's what running has given to me as a parent. Like all of those moments, those gifts running has given to me. Again, it's not about speed. It's not about distance right now. It's about me going on this journey with my family and these experiences with my family. And then, you know, here I am now and I'm training non-runners to become runners and I get to watch them start from scratch. Like my group that starts tomorrow, tomorrow night, my 7.0 soulmates group. I have 15 runners who are non-runners who are putting their faith in me to guide them into becoming runners. And it's the coolest experience in the world. And so now my running 
also revolves around things like this, recording a podcast. Like I'm not out there running when I normally would be because I'm recording this podcast first. And, you know, there are, there are, I just can't give running right now the time that I would normally give. So my running looks different for me. So now I've committed just like my runners to showing up three days a week in order to make it fit. And now I'm all about balanced running and giving myself permission to not run four out of seven days. And it's okay being okay with that. Like that was a tough transition too. And again, that wasn't something that I had to do when I became a parent, but it was something I had to do when I was a parent working full-time as a counselor and then starting a new business. And so I, my running looks different, but, but also it's giving me the most amazing experiences, you guys. Like I laugh when I say that because I've never, I could never have imagined the transformation that happens with these runners that I have now that I, that I get to work with and, and to watch them grow. Like I'm still, it's still new to me because I am just cresting over the one year of seeing runners go from nothing to running for one full year and what that has done for them and for their families and for their mindset and for their self-esteem and their confidence and the way they see themselves. Like it has been, it has been amazing. I thought when I started all of this, that I would get some people to run a 5k and then it would be done. But, but that's not what happened at all. Like people became hooked and this became like a lifelong thing for them. And and that's ultimately the goal, but I didn't realize how kind of, I don't know, addicting it would be. The lifestyle would be of being able to show up for yourself three times a week. And I didn't realize the growth that would happen. I knew that I could do it because I have so much background in running. Like I have that experience to know that I can run three days a week and I can I can pretty much run any distance with that training because of my mindset, right? Like I've worked through so many mindset blocks that I know that was doable for me. What did I think that I was, again, going to win awards or, you know, no, I knew that I would finish and that was about it. But that was my goal. That is my goal. And then to see these runners who are non-runners and what they've been able to achieve, like my mind is completely blown going from not running to to training for and running half marathons and in some cases, those wanting to run full marathons. And it's just, it's my mind is so blown. And it has been such a freaking gift to be able to go on this journey and help people see themselves completely differently. So it has been, it's been, it's been really, really amazing. So the reason that I wanted to hop on here, you guys, not just to talk about the medals and, and my transitions into running is we're about to embark on a new year. 2023 for us starts tomorrow. As I'm recording this, 2023 starts tomorrow. January 2023 hits. And like so many people, right? We all have this idea of like, I need to fix, I need to change, I need to, I need to, you know, repair myself and who I am. And so I'm here to give you permission to make some small changes in 2023, to allow yourself to have a fresh restart, to take into consideration what season you are in. As you can see, I had to reinvent my running three different times in three very, very big ways. And it's okay for running to look like what it looks like for me now because it's still giving me many, many gifts. So I'm not going to spend my time looking back and saying, but I can't do this like I used to, or, but now I'm not able to do this. Like, because I have new experiences, a new relationship with running and the gifts that come along with that are what I'm going to focus on. And how I'm going to give myself permission for this season to look different than it used to look. And so I give you permission to do that as well, to take a look at what season you're in, to remind you that if you have fallen off the wagon, it is okay to climb back on. It does not mean that you are a quitter. It does not mean that this is something that you can't do. It does not mean that you're not meant to be a runner or to be healthy. You can climb back on that dang wagon. And here's the thing. 
Life is a series of falling off the wagons over and over again. Do you think I've fallen off the wagon? Yeah, two weeks ago I did. I did because many a few weeks ago I was doing the challenge and I just fell right. I kind of jumped off the wagon and it's okay because that's where I am and that's my season and it's okay. I climb back on. I climb back on the next week and then I fell off again. Whenever Christmas hit, the weather was crazy. I was not able to get my three runs in for an entire week. I tried. I tried and the, the wind was so scary. I felt like my skin was going to burn off. So um, I had to go back home, do the walk of shame back to my house. And so another week that I fell off the wagon, but I climbed back on the next week. And so maybe you've fallen off the wagon for a week, or maybe you've fallen off the wagon and missed a workout, or maybe you've fallen off the wagon for the past three months or six months or the past two years, and you haven't been on that wagon. Well, I'm here to tell you that you still get to climb back on. There is no like, you know, you know, no readmission, like climb back on that dang wagon. My life in 17 years of running is a series of falling off the wagons and climbing back on. That's what we do. That's what you have to do. And that's the mindset you have to have. Like, okay, I fell off. I bumped my head. <laughs> I bumped my elbow. I broke every bone on my body, but I'm, I'm ready now and I'm climbing back on. Like you have to do that. If you don't, like, what are you telling yourself? You fall off and you're done. Well, that's not going to work. That's not going to do anything for you. So your life is a series of falling off the wagons. Just climb the freak back on and keep moving. So here's what I will I will tell you, ask you to consider whenever you're climbing back on that wagon. I've tried to create a wagon that moves so slow and so manageable that is very difficult to fall off, right? That's why I preach three-day-a-week workouts, four days a week of not running, and showing up for yourself three times a week. Like, that's it. That's the, that is the wagon moving slowly so that I can just hold on, right? Like I still fall off that slow wagon. So don't think that I'm saying like, if you fall off of this wagon, you're, you know, you're a loser. No, not at all. Like I've fallen off this wagon numerous times, but what I try to do is set myself up for success by slowing that wagon down, right? I'm not requiring myself to get out there for five, six days a week. My, my wagon is not speeding down the road and I'm just clinging on for dear life. I am setting my wagon to basically coast to neutral so that I can stay on as long as possible. If I fall off, it's easy for me to catch that wagon, right? And to climb back on. And I'm also clearing out obstacles out of my way. So I have my wagon going slow enough to where I can, you know, manage to to hang on and climb back on if I fall off, first of all, because I only do three days a week. And then I'm also clearing out any obstacles that are in front of me. Now that for me looks like setting a schedule. That for me looks like um, creating a routine. That's how I that's how I move any obstacles out of my way. So I create a routine. I establish times where I can consistently show up over and over again each week. So it's the expectation for me and everyone around me that that's my running time. I also do things, and this might sound unrelated, but it's not. I do things like I minimize things. I simplify things in my home so that I have less to do around here, so that I have less obstacles in my way, keeping me from climbing back on that wagon or staying on that wagon, right? Like I fully believe and embrace like minimalism. And that's a joke. I'm almost laughing when I say that because there's nothing minimal about me and the things that I have. In fact, I wish I could take this camera around my house right now and just give you a walkthrough because you would laugh at me and say, that's minimal. Not at all. But I try to embrace the minimal minimalist mindset when it comes to things in my home because there was a point in my life where I was drowning in things and jobs and chores and tasks and I didn't know what else to do. And I enrolled in a program that um, helped me, Ali Casaza. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, you should. Um, I follow lots of minim minimalistic people 
who helped to simplify things because I learned very quickly that when I started getting rid of so much stuff that I had around me, my life functioned so much better and so much easier. And it was one less thing I had to worry about. When you have a lot of things, you have a lot of things to take care of, right? But the less you have, the less the less that's there to get in your way. Now, it, it takes it requires maintenance. And so talking about falling off the wagon, I was so good, adamant. I won't say good. I was so adamant about staying minimal while before I started this business, right? Like I consistently went through my home with garbage bags and found things to donate and get rid of and things that needed to be thrown away. And it felt so good. Like I look at pictures, I get like Google photos will send me memories. And I look back at how my house was then. And it's not for me. It's not like, oh, look at those decorations. Like, no, I'm like, oh yeah, look at all that junk I didn't have because I knew that it would free up time for me. And so I experienced this, right? I was like, I'm going all in on this. And and I did it, but it does take maintenance because there's always crap coming into your house. So you have to stay on top of it, which I have not since I started this business because all of my free time that doesn't go to my family goes straight to the business. And that's just the way that it is right now. Um, so I have to squeeze those moments in. So randomly I will rage purge, which is what I call it. I'll walk around with a garbage bag and I will just start throwing stuff in. Like, watch out guys, because chances are if it's not nailed down, I'm throwing it away or I'm donating it because I know that I need it. And and right now coming home from the holidays, we went to Pennsylvania for Christmas and we came home and we have, there are so many things. Like there are, you know, we have suitcases of stuff that need to be put away. I did like purge things before we went home for Christmas so that I could create some space for the new things I knew would be coming in. But it's just so, so much. So today after I get off of here, that's my goal for today is to just go through and get rid of those things. So Sorry, that's kind of like a tangent, but it's really important one that I hope you guys maybe consider if you are feeling overwhelmed with your home and keeping up with your home, because that was like the one thing that like gave me hope and gave me life and made me feel like, oh, maybe I can do this adulting thing because that wasn't so bad. And I, so I really did bring a lot of those principles into the running programs that I've created. That's part of, you know, the whole keeping it simple. Like, what can I take out of this? What can we not stress about? That's why we don't worry about pace. That's why we don't worry about distance. That's why we only do three days a week. Like, that's why everything that I do, I try to keep simple, simplified so that it's not an overwhelming process. There are tons of programs out there that require you to, you know, eat certain things and count certain calories and work out six days a week and do certain workouts on certain days. And like, that's just, it's not going to work for me. Like, I need more... I don't have a better word than balance. I know some sometimes I don't like using that word, but I don't. I don't have I don't have the capacity to take that on. And I need to do something that I want to do for life. And so again, moving that wagon slower so that I can fall off and get back on and it's not such a big deal. And so I'm giving you permission, you guys, to climb back on that wagon if you need to. Maybe you've stayed on that wagon. I want to give you permission to hang on and to ask yourself, is my wagon going too fast? Am I am I keeping it at a good pace? Have I eliminated obstacles in front of me? And if I do fall off this wagon, it's okay for me to climb back on. Like, there's no shame in that game. It doesn't make me a loser. It doesn't make me a quitter. Like, I will just climb back on. And if I have the mindset of, like, I have permission to fall off and get back on, like what a difference that will make, right? Like I'm not going to spend the next 16 months sitting on the sidelines saying, yep, fell off the wagon. Like that's over now. Like, no, even if you fell off the wagon for three months and then you climb back on, like that's still 13 months of running that you did. You see the difference. So don't allow yourself to be punished by this idea that I haven't been perfect or it hasn't been exactly the way it's supposed to be, or I haven't shown up the way that I wanted to, or the holidays came and, oh my gosh, I'm a failure now. Like, no, dive in, open yourself up and say, 
all right, I'm ready to climb back on and climb back on whenever that is, wherever that is, but make sure you are moving it at an appropriate pace so that you can stay on so that things are doable for you and make sure you remove any obstacles in front of you that often pop up, right? The first thing I'm going to tell you, if you have a rope tied to running and weight loss, if you have said to yourself, I'm starting in January of 2023 because I'm going to lose weight. That's why I'm running. I want you to take out your giant shears, your giant scissors. I want you to cut that rope and I want you to let it go. Let your wagon keep moving forward slowly, not dragging that monster behind you because it is very hard to keep your wagon moving forward and dragging that big, heavy idea of weight loss behind you. So let it go and show up for yourself because it feels good, because it feels good to run, because you are a happier person, a stronger person, a freaking healthier person. You are so much healthier whenever you are running. You're healthier mentally, emotionally, physically. Your muscles are stronger. Your heart is stronger. Your lungs are stronger. Everything inside of you is moving more efficiently. Like that's what happens when you run. If you only tie running to weight loss and that weight that you're dragging behind you, first of all, you won't see results fast enough for it to keep motivating you. Second, the minute you have any type of you know, weight gain for whatever reason is the minute you say, well, this is too hard. It's not working. Like, no, it's working. It's doing all the things. It's making your muscles bigger, stronger, healthier, faster. Your lungs are working at a much more efficient capacity. Your heart is beating and your mind is clear and your thoughts are free and you are showing up for yourself and you're less resentful because you have time for yourself and because you're doing something for yourself and you're getting time. Sometimes you're getting time alone. Sometimes you're taking your family on a freaking journey and you're all dragging each other down the street, but you're going to laugh about it and say like, well, that was an experience. And and regardless, you need to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success in all of the right ways, right? The right mindset, the right targets, the right setup, the right obstacle elimination. And you will not just succeed, but you will take the pressure off of yourself for everything to be perfect. So when February hits and many people are falling off of their wagon and can't catch up because it was too fast, too far, dragging too much crap with it, you are going to be able to step back on. If you miss a workout, if you miss a week, you're going to step right back on that wagon and say, okay, let's keep going. Here we go. I'm doing this. And, and you're going to feel much better about it without the shame and the guilt and the unrealistic expectations. So I am so looking forward to going into 2023 with you guys and and showing you, teaching you, especially my newest runners, how to embrace this and how this works and how it's not as scary and as unmanageable and as torturous as you think. It will be the pride. It will be the joy of my January, February, March for sure. Um, if you are a former soulmate and you're listening to this, so that means you are someone who has completed the program before and you've run, you've trained for your 5K but you haven't been training lately and you want to get back in on this fun, the doors are open for you guys for one week. So they will be open until the second week in January and then they will be closed. But if you want to run with us, you are welcome to join Run Your Happy Life. I'm sorry, <laughs> Somebody's for Life. And you will be in there starting from wherever you are. If it's from scratch, we'll start you back over from scratch on those plans, but you'll be with your teams. You will be in the group, the Soulmates for Life group, where you can hang out with us and do all of the training with us. Obviously, this is separate from the program. So this is only for runners who have been through all of our training already and are maybe taking a break, but are interested in coming back. You guys are welcome to come back with us and kick off 2023 with some new goals and some new running. And we cannot wait 
to get you back in here because we miss you. We've trained for a long time with you and and we grew so much together. So we are here. The doors are open and they will close the second week in January. So make sure you reach out to me ASAP and, and get in. Get in so that we can train with you guys. I absolutely adore you all. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you have yourself set up for a very balanced and successful goals in 2023. And I can't wait to go on this journey with you guys. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.